she shows a nice picture of you. I don't know if you can see it. There we there go. You go. Mm-hmm. With a milkshake. Yeah, <laughs> kind of downtown home, homey girl. I get to know you and I discover how you really are. I find you correct and very kind. I like your way of speaking to me. I like your kindness. You are so close with me. You are respectful. And I like talking with you. So I go straight away, well, that's the password. You're in, which is nice. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. You're listening to Chatting with Candace. I'm your host, Candace Horback. Before we get started on this week's episode, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to chattingwithcandace.com. From there, you can either sign up for our Patreon account where you get early access to episodes, or you can click that little link that says buy me coffee. Both things help me out a ton. I'm just getting started, so it really does mean a lot. And this week, I would like to give a special thank you to Darren. Darren, thank you so much for buying me five coffees. That is so amazing. And thank you for your little um, thank you note. I really appreciate you. This week, we have Dom Jolly joining the podcast. I don't want to give too much away, but Dom Jolly is a really amazing comedian. He's a travel writer. He's been in politics. The guy's done a lot, and we met in a very interesting way. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that you could uh, take the time to do this. Yeah, it'd be cool. Where are you? You in LA? No, North Carolina. Are you? Yeah, like I just kind of stand alone. I'm like way on the outskirts of everything. That's so cool. Where are you in North Carolina? Wilmington. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you been? I've, been? I've driven through. I don't know that. I don't know the Carolinas very well, but yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like you've got the beaches, the mountains, and it's still kind of small town vibe. So and it's back, not LA in the main thing. Ex- yeah, which is the thing yeah. I hated the most. So it was very yeah, yeah. important that I was separated from LA when I was working. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. are you at? I'm in a place called Cheltenham, which is like an hour outside London, it's near Oxford. Okay. So it's kind of like the middle of the countryside. It's very cool. Okay. Yeah. I used to shoot a ton out in um, in the UK. I miss it the most out of the, the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Well, we're in total lockdown now, so I haven't left here really. I'm walking my dogs every day for a year, so <laughs> it's pretty shit. Yeah. <laughs> you like with you? Are you in lockdown or are you? Um, we're kind of like in the middle. So like okay. almost everything is open, but there's just like a lot of strict rules that may or may not make sense <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, sure mm-hmm. are people wearing masks or not bothering most people do but i find that there's like there's people making signs with it right so like people will purposely kind of keep it on their chin and that's kind of like oh a my fuck, god a yeah, yeah. fuck you to the those, man all those videos of people going into walmart and filming their refusal to and stuff it's crazy I just saw this one lady, I think she was in Texas, and um, she walked up and she tried to go into the store without a mask. She's like, well, I don't have one and I really need to get my groceries. And she did it for TikTok. So she was just like, had someone filming it behind Why would you be walking and filming anyway? So, you know. Right. So the guy was hidden. So the the guy responded, the store worker didn't see it. So she goes, oh, it's fine. She pulls her panties down, puts them on her face and is like, this'll do. And walks in and the guy's like, uh, uh, like teenage boy, <laughs> he was yeah, yeah. so disturbed, didn't know what was happening. My favorite one was some woman. It was again, it was somewhere in the south in a in a thing, and she'd cut a hole in her mask so that she could talk. I mean, it was just like you couldn't make it up. But no, anyway. yeah, I guess. That's what did I you read? Did you see the thing that I wrote to the woman? Are you up to it? Otherwise, yeah. I've got it in front of me. No, can you catch me up? So I I skimmed it, and it was hysterical. So for people that aren't listening, we met because there was a catfish situation. You were talking to someone pretending to be me, and it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, well, I I didn't – let me just find it on my phone. So I didn't know it was you, but I – 
because I'm a comedian in, in England, so I get loads of, because I know lots of different people, I get probably more spam than most people. Um, and I started getting a lot of emails from women, uh, <laughs> all, you know, all starting off with, hey, honey, or can I get your picture or, you know, weird stuff. And clearly they're scammers. And so this one, which is you, uh, because the, whoever it was, was using your photos. Now, I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. I, didn't know, I didn't know it was your photos, but it was pretty clear that it wasn't. But I went along with it. And then once I posted the whole conversation on Facebook, someone said, that's you. And that's how, and then you got in touch with me. Uh-huh. And said, by the way, that's not me. And I go, yeah, I know. But you said that other people have contacted you saying that, that whoever these people are, are using your, I think this one was in Ghana in Africa. And That's like most said, commonplace. Yeah. And you said, you said you'd had people contacting you saying you owe me money because I sent you stuff. But what I don't get is the people who got scammed by someone using your photo, did they actually think it was you or? It's a that... combination. So some okay. people think it was me and they were fans. So they got really excited. And other people think it was just this, this random woman. And then they ended up connecting the dots via like a Google image, image search. And then because they're so invested into the story, they refuse to believe that they were scammed. And they're like, oh, well, you must have just changed your name and tell me why you're lying to me now. I'm like, what is happening? Well, just so you know, in this one, uh, you were called Mariam, M-A-R-A-M-E. Okay. And you, you launched the intro very casually with, hey, how are you? And so I always try and answer in a different way. So I said, I'm good. But before we talk, do you have the password? I'm sorry, <laughs> Alan is a stickler for security. And then she shows a nice picture of you. I don't know if you can see it. There we is that go. You? Mm-hmm. With a milkshake. Yeah, <laughs> kind of downtown home, homey girl. I get to know you and I discover how you really are. I find you correct and very kind. I like your way of speaking to me. I like your kindness. You are so close with me. You are respectful. And I like talking with you. So I go straight away, well, that's the password. You're in, which is nice. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes, so I'll just go to the beginning of it. Because this went on for two days. This is probably the best one I've ever had, just because it was so mental. It was crazy. So I'm a comedian, but what I try and do in these, I pretend, this is where it gets a bit weird, but I pretend that I live with a badger called Alan, not a honey <laughs> badger, but like an English casual badger. And the badger often takes over my conversation with these people, but they don't realize that they're now talking to a badger, even though he sends pictures of it. So here's, this is you. She goes, do you have a picture of you? Is that you again? Uh-huh, yep. Yeah. So that's her sending a picture of you. So I've sent her a picture of me. Uh, for no particular reason, but I'm hoping I'm holding a thing of cream cheese uh, <laughs> as a kind of secret symbol. But she didn't have that. And now this is where you turn into something. So you sell me something even more sultry. You're oh, in bed now. Yeah? Spicy. She's getting straight up there, and she goes, "Okay, I come from France, and first of all, I'm a serious, sincere, and truthful woman, as well as then, I am a caring, kind, generous, sympathetic, cool woman, not modest." open to any discussion, and above all, very respectful. So that, that's what attracted me to her. And she said, do you have a woman in your life? And I said, I am from England. Sadly, I have no woman, but I live with Alan. And she said, oh. Uh, uh, she said, who is Alan? I said, before we speak, I want to tell you a few things about me that nobody knows. One, I have an intense fear of potatoes. <laughs> Two, 
I suspect my great uncle to have been the man behind the fence on the grassy knoll on that day in Dallas when JFK <laughs> was shot. Oh my God. Three, I, watch, I once watched Alan pleasure himself in the garden. <laughs> so she comes straight back with, I completely agree with you because sex plays a big role in the couple. But know that you should not live in a couple alone for sex, but rather live in joy and peace in the balance and the complicity and the true love. I mean, fuck no, she's just dropping stuff from some weird place. So now I bring Alan in. Would you mind if Alan asks you a question? Why not? Yo, Mariam, Alan here. Do you like badgers? And this is Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so she ignores that. Each of us has his own way of seeing things about me. What I know is I don't know anything yet because I still have a lot to learn in love. Reason why I want to experience a real fusion. I go, yeah, great. But do you like badgers? <laughs> and she goes, okay, thank you. Can you send a picture of you? So I do. Here's Alan. <laughs> And she says, that's beautiful. I have a dog too. <laughs> so anyway, this went on for hours, but this is my favorite bit. So again, I just need to check this is you. Yep, that's me. Okay. So she sends me that one and I'm, I, I get obsessed with the walk, not with a photo of you, but I think <laughs> it's the walk you're using. So I'm saying, Marianne, Dom here. Alan's a bit drunk. I've asked him to go next door for a bit, <laughs> but that is an awesome photo. Is that a walk? I love walks. And she goes, for me, love is a story that is written together, but it's also a fruit that is eaten together. I go, you're pretty intense, but I, re I really need to see the walk. <laughs> and uh, she goes, uh, to move forward in a couple, you have to support each other. I go, look, is there any chance you can send me another photo of your walk? <laughs> I don't know if you know Ken Holm. He's a Japanese guy, Chinese guy, and he launched a range of walks here. So no. this is what I'm referencing. Is there any chance you can send me another photo of your walk? I once spotted Ken Holm on the street and followed him around for nine days. He never saw me. I bloody love walks. And she goes, yes, why not? So she sends me a photo of you again. Yeah. And I go, great, but I want a photo of the walk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's what went on. It was like three-day conversation. <laughs> and at the end, I was kind of hanging in there because she was great in that. I, I, I probably was a he, actually. Probably no, she, a he. Yeah, mm. uh, probably a large six-foot-two man from Ghana. But... Uh, <laughs> So I went on with it because, A, I was just putting in all these good jokes and they, they were just letting me do it, which was great. But also, at the end, I kind of flip it around because I'm waiting to see, well, what's the scam here? And they kept trying to get me to go onto Google Hangout or mm. some kind of video thing. And I presume that's when the money scam starts. But I always end it with saying, they go, could you go on Google Hangout? And I go, I would, but before we do it, and then I launch into the fact that I've just come into a vast amount of money. But unfortunately, I can't access it unless someone sends me $500, which is what they always do. And then they get very confused because they realize they're being reverse scammed. <laughs> so it was quite fun anyway. So that's why I did. That's but a nice plot twist. To me. Huh? That's a great plot twist yeah, at the end good. of 500. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. It's really good. So I, I put all that up and I put it up on my Facebook and then everyone started saying, well, that's you. That's Ava Lovia, uh -huh. so, which is your working Stage name. name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Stay Name. So that was great. So I thought, well, that's just so weird. I'm writing this book about it. But I never kind of thought I'd actually meet someone whose photo, I just wondered where they got their photos from. Because actually, there is one bit. This is the bit I liked at the end, which gets good. Hang on. So Alan gets quite obsessed with your pan and says, is that a Le Creuset? Is that a Le Creuset pan? And he's getting really deep into that. And she's talking away and he's going, show me the walk. And she goes, you know, I think love is, he goes, I don't give a fuck. Show me the walk. No walk, no speak. Fuck that. Show me the walk. And suddenly this picture comes up. Oh, wow. And Alan goes, Alan goes, I'm going to need a minute. 
and that's it really. So uh, yeah, so that's where it ended. So it did get it did get a bit steamy at the end, which mm-hmm. I didn't expect. Yeah, so it did. You, so have you had loads of people do that? Oh my you? gosh, it's like so many I can't count. So I'm really I want to know about how your book is going. So for me, it's it started off mostly just infuriating because it's like after you re- like read that whole thread, like that's typical. Like that is about how the conversations go and these these men fall for it. And you're like, how oh. though? Like it's so ridiculous. But I, I've had ones that are better than that. I mean, this one oh, have you? seems to be taking just chunks out of some relationship book and cutting and pasting. Okay. So the English wasn't great. I've had ones that kind of reply back and understand that they think they're talking to a badger and they query it. This one was more like, whatever, let's just cut to the chase. But how does anyone fall for this? This is what I don't get. I think it's an immense amount of loneliness. And you start getting, yeah. And then you, you take what you can get. So that you have this person that's telling you that you're this great man and you're, you know, they're looking for love and here's this photo. That's where I knew it was a scam when they were telling me that. So yeah. Yeah. But most people, I think, they must try so many people on the kind of theory that if one in a thousand, one in 500 reply, well, that's good money for them, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you, so the craziest story I've heard so far. So one of my girlfriends, um, so she had a catfish story. This guy wires $100,000 to someone in Ghana. and $100,000? 100000 US. So sends it to the, to this person in Ghana to save her. Allegedly, she's stuck in Ghana. Yeah. Um, realizes that she it wasn't her. Sues her because he says it's her responsibility to make sure that Sorry. the internet... This is a friend whose photos they used. Yeah. Okay, and they sued her. Yeah, because what? they said it, it was her responsibility to make sure that there were no fake accounts of her. How the fuck can you do that? You cannot. Sorry, there's there's way too many. There's way too many. Of course so you couldn't. You do that. He, he sues her hoping that he's going to see her in court because he just wants to see her. So she countersues him, sends in her like giant lawyer. She never even shows up. So this guy is like super disappointed. She ended up winning winning the case. But I mean, it gets ridiculous. I've had someone. So the guy um, had not only been scammed $100,000, but he genuinely was a big fan. So he actually thought he was this uh, someone else in the adult industry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he thought, he, he, he genuinely thought when he was sending the $100,000 that he was sending it to this person he liked in the adult film industry. To save her uh, from Ghana and get her Ghana. passport. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. So the, the story was she'd gone to Ghana and got stuck there. Right, because it's such a travel destination. We're all just, it's, it's we're all a, going to Ghana. It's the new, <laughs> it's the new car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that happened to her. My craziest one, I think that um, allegedly the guy sent $50,000 because I had claimed that my I was stuck in Ghana with my baby and this person photoshopped a Korean baby with me. No. Like, doesn't look any, like it's just this big Korean baby and myself and a botched passport picture. And it's like, I lost both of, both of our passports. We're stuck in Ghana. Can you help me? Guy sends 50,000. Then he starts messaging me and he's like, I'm going to um, show up to your house. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to do all this stuff if you don't give me my money back. I'm like, I don't have your money. I've never been to Ghana. Like my baby is fine. 
some of the stories are crazy. Some of them are like, I'm just getting out of jail or my husband's just getting out of jail. Like there's always like a very traumatic story behind why I allegedly need this money. I should have hung on longer then because I I never, (laughs) I never got to them actually asking for money. I think Alan put them off a bit. (laughs) (laughs) So how, what's the longest you've gone with one of these like catfish people in a conversation? that, That particular one with you was the longest. I went over three days. I'd keep thinking I've, I've got enough here and I'd kind of finish it off in what I thought was a good way uh-huh. and then I'd forget about it and then the next morning bang up would come another message and I'd, I'd be refreshed so I think <laughs> okay I'm gonna go again so that's I mean that's that's I don't know 14 pages of stuff I mean it's got a lot of stuff that's gonna be that's the main bit of the book actually oh wow because <laughs> it's so good yeah but that's what I like doing is as you're answering you're having to like Google and find, which I presume they're doing as well, and finding images of you. But I'm Googling, trying to find different images of badgers and things like that. Doing weird. <laughs> so we're both we're both stealing. So I don't know if some badger is going to sue me at some stage for using <laughs> his, his image. <laughs> some porn badger. <laughs> so when you're, what is the craziest um, like back and forth that you've had? Is it this person that was pretending to be me, or have you had some more wild ones? Well, no, I've had much more interesting ones just because this one didn't really give much it was like mm-hmm. cut and pasting but I had one guy who claimed he claimed to I mean it's terrible because there's just one percent of you thinking what if this is true then it's terrible but he claimed he had a whole Twitter page set up and he was father somebody a priest and he had these photos that you know you just do a reverse search and you know immediately it's not right but still there's a tiny part of you of kind of starving kids and he claimed he had an orphanage you're like yeah always an orphanage and he had an orphanage of 80 uh <laughs> of 80, 80 kids. And this is what was good because I'm, I'm pretty up on my politics. Like I studied a lot of politics in the Middle East and, and Africa. So I actually know what's going on there. And this was in a place, uh, just a, uh, this was in a place called Burkina Faso where there's no war going on. But he said, as you know, the war has been waging here for five years. And I'm like, what? There is no war there, but I'll go with it. And he gave me like, he got really incredible by the stories of like, he and the orphans had fought off um, an, an armed gang of bandits, <laughs> but they couldn't fight them off much longer. And please, brother, you must send me money. And this went on and on and on. So I teased him a bit and asked him for photographs. He literally was photoshopping pictures of kids fighting. I mean, it was just brilliant. <laughs> but then my wife saw it. I mean, she's worried enough anyway, because she sees me talking to all these women. And I have to say, look, it really isn't me. It's a badger. Like, I mean, it's fine. It's research. <laughs> When she sees me refusing money to African orphans, she was like, are you sure this guy isn't for real? So it is kind of difficult, but yeah. No, it gets really weird. But they're all, I, I, I don't know, I just, what I don't understand is, is some of them definitely are smart enough to know what's going on. So when they know that I'm not being serious, you, you wonder why they'd waste their time. But maybe they figure you just never know and it's not costing me anything to mm-hmm. do it. But I'd love to follow through one day, like literally all the way, and fly out to Ghana or, you know, like that's, that would be the dream. Oh my Not gosh. Far. Yeah. Which would be great. There you go. You could film it for your Twitch show. Yeah. Well, I've just launched my Twitch actually. That's great. We should have done this for my Twitch, but you beat me with your, uh, with your thing. I've just started Twitch though. So yeah, if you want me on, let me know. I'd love to do it. When the book comes out, I'll do it. Cause <laughs> yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. great. Cause that's, would be a really nice link with it. That'd be cool. What made you pick Twitch? I was actually surprised that um, you don't have like a bigger TikTok account given like your history with. Um, well, the thing is I started, I was really big just before YouTube and everything. So my, my big kind of show was 2000, 2003. Mm-hmm. And then I've been a travel writer for quite a while. I haven't done any comedy, 
So I kind of miss TikTok. I never bothered with YouTube. And Twitch, I really like just because it's the interactivity of it, mm-hmm. that while you're doing stuff, like people are talking to you, but also because I've got such a varied stuff I do. I, people know me for being a comedian, travel writer. I do lots of weird stuff. And it's nice to put it all in one place. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, someone just suggested Twitch. And because Twitch essentially is a gaming platform, uh, or has been, but it's massive, and the payment is really good. Like if people mm-hmm. subscribe and stuff, you can make serious money. And Amazon want to move it on from just being a gaming platform. So mm-hmm. suddenly, a lot of comedians I know, a lot of, I mean, AOC, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's jumps on Twitch all the time. Some really interesting people doing stuff on Twitch. So mm-hmm. I think it's the future, actually. But then everyone always says that. Yeah, I know. I did that for a while. I tried doing um, kind of like a cooking, hanging out vibe and traveling a bit. And for me, it just maybe I was too early. But everyone's like, why aren't you playing video? Yeah, I was partnered back when it was like super hard to be a partner. Um, And I loved it. I mean, the community there is great. Like, you notice how on different social platforms it attracts like different kinds of people. It's so weird. You get a different vibe, like mentality. I was told Twitch was quite mean. But so far, they've been really no, nice. No, no, I, I think it's positive. I think if you weren't doing if you if you weren't doing video games like four years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. you were probably too early because they yeah. hated people not doing that. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I think now it's starting to do that and like moving out. So yeah, I was toying with the idea of maybe even just doing like once a month to go back on because I'm like I have the account and it still has like decent numbers. And then um, I saw that you started an account and. It was on what your Facebook page where you had the the deputy uh, character come out, and you said that you were going to like go into other Twitch channels and enforce COVID rules. And I thought that was hysterical. I was just well, actually what laughing. I really want to do because I'm keeping a bit of gaming in it. I'm going to do this game called Rust, which is kind of like a virtual world, but I'm going to play it as the COVID marshal. So he's going to go around <laughs> <laughs> making sure people wear masks in games and stuff. So that's so yeah. good. That's the idea. Yeah, I loved. But no, that. I'm a total Twitch virgin, so I've just. Uh, I've just started on that. So I literally, my first show, no one could hear anything because alerts were coming in. And every time an alert comes in, it dips all the other audio. Mm-hmm. And literally, I nearly died for an hour. But the one I did last night was really good. So uh, we're off. But yeah, awesome. it's interesting that you tried it. It didn't work for you because I would have thought it would work for you really well. No, everyone was mad that I wasn't playing video games. And I'm like <laughs> um, like a single person RPG type of person when I used to play games and that, that's not the best like that doesn't do the best like I joined during like the Fortnite era and so if you weren't playing Fortnite everyone's like what are you doing you're so old yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like it's yeah. just not like this is a shit game like we just need to admit this is a shit game and then that would piss people off um yeah, but yeah maybe I should try it again but I think a, you're right 16 year old son in the basement who like for the last nine months has done nothing but play video games so he's my like technical uh, advisor on this so it's great so he's telling me which games to keep on and stuff oh so, yeah, yeah you can probably do it in his sleep but I think you should do that because that's what I want to do I mean there are now people on Twitch doing well literally doing travel stuff which I want to do on it because that's what's really good about it it's immediate that's what I really like mm-hmm. so, someone someone said to me that it was Twitch now is in the state that podcasts were uh, sort of six years ago podcasts suddenly just blew up and like mm-hmm. after serial and stuff like that everyone was like getting now I, I think I'm the only person in England doesn't have a podcast I mean literally it's crazy yeah so I, think, I think twitch is quite exciting at the moment but we'll see you know. are you joining clubhouse uh, I've just joined clubhouse yeah yesterday did you yeah. me too I just got a, I just got my text last night so I spent yeah, yeah. like some time like trying to figure it out it's pretty neat it's pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of, it seems to be a lot of discussions about hip hop from what I can see so far, like I've been getting, but it's, there's some really interesting people on it. So it's good. Mm-hmm. It's so, hard to find the, people. Yeah. But how many apps do we need in the end? Really? I, I mean, know. I kind of, 
I feel like an app whore. I'm on too many. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to. I want to stay on one. But I. So that's why I'm hoping Twitch is somewhere. I do loads of Insta stories. I've got Facebook people that are different followers to my Twitter. And I'm like, I just want everyone in one place. So, I, you know, it's, I know it's, it's impossible, be- though. They refuse. Like I like there's very little crossover on any of my platforms. And I keep bugging them. I'm like, can we all just go to Twitter, please? Like, that would be amazing for me. That's what I keep doing. And they literally they look at Twitter like the sort of horrible side of your family. They don't want to talk to at Christmas. Uh-huh. It's completely different. So, yeah. <laughs> and I have different types of followers on different, you know, mm-hmm. like some are very aggressive. Some are like, we're your old friends. It's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I know, like, which one's not to go on if I'm in a bad mood because I know it's yeah, yeah, yeah. hostile. I mean, I'm like, let's just not go there. Too. I just want to chill. I go on Instagram. They mm-hmm. seem to be quite nice. So that's good. Facebook's yep. all right. Twitter's, I want to fight. I go on Twitter. That's it. So. Oh, that's so funny. I feel like Twitter, like, for me, like, just has, like, these massive ebbs and flows. Like, sometimes it's, like, my nicest people. And then other times, oh, really? like, they just come for you. And then Instagram is usually the meanest for me. Really? Yeah. My Instagram's really Mm-hmm. Yeah, really I have the most that. followers there, but people like if I post anything that's not like a, a sexy photo or something, they're like, oh, we're still trying to make Candace happen. I was like, Candace is is the actual thing, though. Like I just I tried to make Eva happen and that worked out really well. Like I don't need to try like Candace already exists. Like that is a thing. But yeah, they get really. But but my biggest following is Twitter, though, not Instagram. That's why. So Instagram, I'm much I'm much lower. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it depends on your your popularity on those things. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I don't think you should um, totally give up on TikTok though. I think if you start doing, like, are you starting to do more comedy or are you sticking with the traveling? Yeah, no, I'm just getting back into comedy and, and I'm doing short stuff. So I'm going to do some stuff on TikTok. Yeah, I think but it'll again, do so well. Well, people are using my old stuff on TikTok now. So it's quite weird. Oh, so I- my son, <laughs> my son keeps telling me, oh my God, all this stuff's coming up and it's you. And I go, well, I didn't even put that up. So, but it's cool. Oh, that is really cool. That's yeah. got to be weird to see something and like if you've filmed it a while back and like it getting like another. Um, it's totally weird. I suddenly had yeah. a complete revival like of 18 years ago stuff I was doing. It was like, I didn't even remember I'd done it, but it was nice. Yeah, it was cool. And my son suddenly like, oh, dad, you're vaguely cool. So it's nice. What's that like? <laughs> does he like, does he like that his dad's like kind of a big deal or it's is he weird. like, oh, it's embarrassing. When I was doing the show originally, I did a show called Trigger Happy and, you know, I did things like I dressed as a snail going across the road really slowly and. <laughs> I used to dress a squirrel, a squirrel gang that used to like break into corner <laughs> shops and I shouted on a big cell. Like all these things are when you're a kid, when you're six, you just don't want your dad behaving like that. You want, <laughs> you know, your dad turning up at a school in a tank, which I did once to pick him up and stuff. You just want your dad to be just invisible, really. So if, I think the first time around, it was a nightmare for him. But now <laughs> I think there's a grudging respect. You know, like it's OK. It's, it's, but if I start doing it again, I think it would really piss him off. I mean, oh, he's. Yeah. He's mortified that I'm on Twitch. He's like, what are you doing on Twitch? It's not for you. So, okay. so classic dad on Twitch, you know, so. He's like, stop embarrassing me, dad. Yeah, yeah basically. And he, no, went, he, went into my, he went into my phone and he found all the that were following me and blocked. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you're, gonna have an, you're having an easier time than I'm going to once my child's a little older. So that's going to be something. How old your kid? He's a year, so got a while. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Got a while. That's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be very weird. <laughs> so you, so you do this podcast how often? Um, I film twice a week, but I release once a week. So hopefully, I get to a point where I can start releasing twice a week because I hate like having a week in between. Because sometimes when you talk about relevant topics, like you just want to get it out. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Right now, it's like. 
I haven't pulled the trigger on that yet because I want to make sure I'm like far enough along with um, booking guests because I don't want to get into a place where like if I'm releasing too fast and I don't have anyone on, I'm like, shit, I don't want to do this by myself with like no audience. I'm not like a talking head. So I feel like I don't want to miss a week either. So we'll see where it is. You want to get enough in the bank, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing with Twitch. I'm trying to book ahead because it's so much easier when you've got someone else to bounce off rather than just staring at the camera because someone say something it's like it's crazy so it's yeah because you're like that just depends on who's in your room like hopefully you have an interesting um I've got, yeah it's pretty good but you know i've got to build some numbers mm-hmm. but um you should come on my twitch then that'd be really interesting when i um when the book comes out which will be the end of the year that'd be really cool and then you can we could make i'd really like to talk more about the because you never hear about the people that get scammed actually you everyone knows about these scam emails everyone knows mm-hmm. about the nigerian prince that wants you to you know, take his $10 million while they're cleaning the bank and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you kind of think no one goes for this. But obviously the the amount of stuff they send, there must be a lot of people getting rich. I mean, what are these people doing with this money? Like, where is it going? No one like, knows. $100,000 to a, you know, a Western Union in Ghana. I mean, they've got to have some flags going there. It's so sad. Like this one guy, it's, it's really, it's confusing for me because there's so many emotions on my end when I get these people that come to me. So like this one guy put up his house to get a loan. And I think that he fraudulently, um, kind of fudged some numbers to get approved and then he got found out. So then he was like facing jail time because of the fraud and then he couldn't pay back the loan. And I mean, it's absolutely ruining people's lives. So that I mean, part of my heart. Guys. Hmm? How old are these guys? Um, Usually 40s. Oh, really? 40s and up. had a divorce or something and yeah. Yeah, just like older and lonely. Like I've had some guys that look in their, you know, 60s, like late 60s. And it's like heartbreaking because you know it it totally ruined the rest of their years. But at the same time, it's like you have to help yourself. Like you have yeah. to look for the signs. You know what I yeah. mean? And there's nothing I can do about it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's very confusing on my end. And I wish that it didn't exist. It's a terrible thing. But everyone knows that it's a thing. So, again, like how are you the one? That, that's what I don't get. Everyone knows it's a thing. It's like a comedy trope. Like there's so many sketches about it. Like you kind of know, and every time I go on a bank now, there's massive things saying, do not send stuff if it's, you don't know where it is. So I think what it is, is that it's, they're really playing on the loneliness, I think. And, yeah. and it's, the, it's the reason people believe in conspiracy theories. And when you go for a conspiracy theorist, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I do fight them a lot. That's my next book is conspiracy theories. And, and they kind of, you'd think if you could bring up proof, they'd go out of it. But actually what they do is they kind of withdraw into themselves and get more defensive. Mm-hmm. And I think when people get into something like this, they don't want to look stupid, I think. And maybe they, I don't know, maybe they're hoping as well, like beyond hope that someone has seen this special side in them or something. I don't know. Yeah, it I is- think it's both. Mm-hmm. With the conspiracy theories, what are some of the things that you battle? Well, I I mean, at the moment, I mean, you know, conspiracy theories in the old days were quite funny. Like mm-hmm. they were, they were cool things like UFOs and Bigfoot and stuff, you know, like no one cares. It was just fun and crazy. And maybe the Roswell incident. And then I did a book where I went to look at JFK being shot, you know, where JFK was shot. Those kind of things are kind of interesting. But now mm-hmm. conspiracy theories are kind of part of mainstream politics. I mean, you're the whole QAnon in yeah. America and, and particularly here, anti-vaxxers are, 
I don't know where you stand on it. I hope you're not an anti-vaxxer. If not, we're going to have an argument. But No, so with the vaccines, like I'm vaccinated, my kid's vaccinated. Like I'm not anti-vaxxer. I'm anti like forcing it, I guess. Like, I still think it's like your choice. Do you know what I mean? Because if I vaccinate my family, like we're in the clear and you guys are going to be the ones that get the measles and potentially risk I, your kids. I, life. Agree with that. I totally don't want to force anyone to, but what I'm anti is people spreading false crap about, about the vaccines. Are, I mean, you know, some of them are saying that Bill Gates is going to control your mind and, you know, stuff like that, but people spreading false information about it and scaring people off taking so, the vaccine. So like David Icke, I know um, he's like very, very vocal out there. I mean, we had a guy who was, well, David Icke's English, and we had a, the last leader of the Labour Party who didn't get elected because he was a loony lefty. Uh, his brother is literally the biggest, he's like David Icke. He's going around getting arrested and um, harassing people, trying to stop people getting into hospitals, claiming hospitals are empty and stuff. So that's the current stuff I'm after. But I want to do... I found this amazing pyramid diagram someone drew of conspiracy theories, and it starts at the bottom with ones that possibly could have happened. They're not that unlikely. And then they get progressively more loony. Mm -hmm. And some of the ones I love, so (laughs) there's the sort of UFOs, JFK stuff. And then you get to one where there's a conspiracy that the country of Finland doesn't exist. Now, I've been to (laughs) Finland, so I don't know what that means. So I'm going to look into that. I'm going to go to Finland. And how do you prove that you're in Finland? (laughs) If you're not, which is quite a weird, there's a really nice conspiracy, if you, nice in the sense that it's interesting, about Denver Airport. So Denver, Colorado had a new airport built, and it was massive. And someone claimed that from the air, it looked like a swastika. And then when they went inside, there's a lot of Native American uh, art in there, but they thought, oh, no, it's Illuminati art. So now the theory is that this place has m- hundreds of miles of tunnels underneath and it's the place where the Illuminati are going to go and um, hide out when the apocalypse comes. So <laughs> I'm just like, it's a fucking airport. You know, that's all. <laughs> so, but Colorado's got quite a lot of that. I mean, pot's legal there. So, you know, I think there's kind of a little more, more stuff. But I love all that stuff. And then it gets crazy. But the ones I love are flat earthers. And the flat earth theory, I'm quite obsessed with. If you go to a flat earth conference, they have really good merchandise. And the best thing they have, instead of a globe, they have a flat earth map. Like a 3D thing. So I want to buy one of those. But if you believe in the flat earth theory, the earth is a square and there are four corners of the flat earth. And one of them is in a place called Fogo in Newfoundland, which is just off Canada. So what I want to do for the book is I want to find a flat earther who's not too terrifying. And I'm going to fly him and me to Newfoundland. We're going to go to Fogo. We're going to get in a boat and we're just going to row out because he thinks we just fall off the edge of the earth. So one of us is going to be right. Oh, my gosh. The problem with conspiracy theorists is that you can ne- they never admit it. You know, they're always like, ah, oh, well, the reason this wasn't true is because you're part of the conspiracy. You know, there's always a get-out clause. So it's I, weird. Isn't, haven't they explained why you don't fall off the earth? I, like, I try not to listen yeah. to the flat earth stuff because it, they, it blows my mind out. Their new thing is there's an ice wall, <laughs> like the Truman Show. There's an ice wall that you bump into. But, okay. you know. I'm going to have to find the, the ice wall. I mean, they think, again, flat earthers, I love it. You go, so what's Australia? Like, I've been to Australia. They go, Australia doesn't exist. I go, but I've been to Australia. They go, no, it's a hologram. And you're like, you're fucking loonies. So I think some of them kind of know, obviously, that it's not true. But it's quite lucrative for some of them. They tour around, they speak, they sell merchandise. And there is this kind of anti-expert thing, which is very prevalent in the States. And Trump was the kind of 
head of it, really, which is kind of people had had enough of kind of educated East Coast types telling them what to do, even though you're an East Coast type. But, you know, mm-hmm. Ivy League, East Coast types at the top. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think their way of conspiracy theories is almost to piss people off and just say it kind of they know it really gets people angry. And I think they kind of like it. It's so it's sort of almost punk in a way. It's very odd. So I'm kind of fascinated in all that. So we'll see. But I'm definitely, I want to go into the book because I fight them online because they just drive me nuts. So I always have an argument and you never win the argument. So Mm -hmm. the point of the book is I'm genuinely going to go in with an open mind and try. And I'm going to go, well, what if I'm wrong? (laughs) I haven't been to the moon. I haven't looked back. Maybe the earth is flat. (laughs) I'm going to try and go. So we'll see. I try to approach everything with that, with like the possibility that I might be wrong, because then if I'm wrong, it's like not a big deal. It's not like these other people where you're like, oh, my gosh, no. And you double down like it's like, sure. okay, of course I'm wrong. And that idea wasn't mine. and I'm not offended. And let's move on with our day. There is, you know, when there's like 99 percent of the medical community versus a guy who's watched a YouTube video, it's kind of. You know, there are moments where you're like, come on, guys, you know, I mean, the anti-mask thing, for instance, is crazy. It's like these guys are not going, you know, when they go and have surgery in the hospital, they're not saying I'd rather no one wears masks. I mean, there's a lot of that, but I don't know. I mean, it's weird because part of me should be with them because I kind of like going against the grain. I like having a pop at the system, but some, maybe I'm getting old and I'm just getting a more establishment. But Yeah, the mask thing for me is tricky because I think if you want to wear it, absolutely wear it. I think if it helps anyone that's wonderful but I think it's been a year almost a year here right and it doesn't look great it doesn't look like things have improved that awesome like LA's still not open and like the people there like you can I think the great thing about LA is you can kind of see what the most does right like what the most rigorous lockdowns do and the answer it according to the data currently is nothing like their numbers are skyrocketed. So, I mean, like, I disagree with that too. Why is that? Uh, I mean, I think lockdown, no, I mean, lockdowns definitely help. It's just that they are awful and they're done badly and you're let out early. I mean, clear, when we have a lockdown here, everything, you know, all the cases go down. But the problem is we then open up and it starts again. So, what are you going to do? Just keep doing that. It's crazy. You can't. And, it's uh, not sustainable. So yeah. I don't know. It's not sustainable. And also, you have to do it everywhere. So, for instance, the States. You might have L.A. doing it really well, but if you've got people in other states not doing it, you know, you're not stopping people at borders and stuff. So it's crazy. Yeah. That's why places like New Zealand, who's an island, have been able to completely control it. And they've got one death in the last four months. We're an island and we've completely fucked up. We've got the highest death rate in the world. Oh, but I think you? that's because, Yeah, we've got the, currently the highest death rate in the world. And it's because as Brits, we kind of refuse to listen to people. And, you know, I kind of like that, but also it's a bit stupid. Oh, that's so interesting because I feel like at least like Americans' perception is that uh, Brits are more agreeable than at least than Americans. Uh, I'd say we have the same split as you do. Actually, okay. we've got the same Trump, Trump, forty percent possibly who say "fuck you," the government's evil. Uh, anything you tell us to do. I mean, the difference is we don't bear arms. You know, mm-hmm. so we we don't we don't wander around with guns on it. But no, I'd say there's there's a there's a really awkward squad here as well. But I think a lot of that comes from in the old days. I think countries would be very different. But now, because everyone watches the same Facebook threads and the same whatever your echo chamber on social media, that goes around the world. So what people are reading in Oklahoma, they're reading here. So it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is it as divided over there as it is yeah. in the states? Yeah, we were. I 
Yeah, um, the difference is we've had a government that's done just as bad a, a job as yours has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the difference is we didn't actually have people in the government like Trump saying this thing doesn't exist, mm-hmm. which I don't think helped. Like it's very difficult to tell your kids to do stuff when A, it's not really going to affect them at that age and B, they go, but the president's not wearing a mask. I mean, that's kind of weird. Um, our, our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, got COVID really badly mm-hmm. right at the beginning and he nearly died. I mean, he was like a day away from dying. So that was oh, kind wow. of fuck. If he's got it, anyone can. Whereas Trump unbelievably got it and just didn't, didn't affect him. And it was no. like, no. So he's it was like, weird. I feel better yeah. than ever. I know, it was crazy. <laughs> and everyone was so pissed. They were like, that's yeah, not I what I want I to happen. I know, it's like, come on, take him, take him. But no, it didn't. So that was quite funny. So they go, but life's so boring now Trump's gone. I mean, I hate Trump, I have to be honest. I was not a fan of him, but I was a, I was addicted to Trump. Like, See, I, can't watch, I can't watch CNN now. It's like, there's nothing going on. There was this um, little video skit these comedians did, and it was like the day that Biden got inaugurated, and they're like, uh, Trump's gone, Trump's gone, peace is here, hallelujah. And they're all like celebrating. And then it like time warps to them like sitting in their newsstand and they're like bored. And then it goes, you know, 30 days later. I wonder what Trump's doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know that what is I mean? What, yeah. That is, so, it is. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's karma. And I think it is, I think it's better for your country. But, you know, who am I to tell you whether it's better or not? But it's really dull. I mean, Jesus Christ, the news was like showbiz. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what I had to turn it off. I don't know the last time I really watched the news. I think the beginning of last year when everything was just so polarizing on on every end, it didn't matter like what political spectrum, like the whole point was to aggressively attack the opposition. And to me, that does the people a disservice and that just pisses me off. And it sucks that so many people get caught up in it. I definitely did in the beginning because like they know what they're doing. They have the top psychologists in the world that are like, this is the way that we put a headline. This is how we do back-to-back stories because they want to get you in that amygdala brain where you're just like fight, flight, or, you know, freeze. I think it's because of social media, because if you're looking for clicks, nuance and like going well you know what there's he's got a little point here but these guys got a point who the fuck's going to read that you you know all everything is polarized it's that extreme either this guy's an idiot or that guy's an idiot and that's i i really think social media is polar i mean in states has always been polarized like back to the 60s back to you know 1880 you had stuff but it's really bad at the moment i I think you're worse than us at the moment because we just had a brexit thing where we left the european union and that completely divided our country like Mm -hmm. there are you know, I, I meet people and I'll be getting on with them and I'll suddenly think, fuck, did you vote to leave? And I find out, I, I find it hard to be friends with them. And it's the same sort of thing when I met Americans who were Democrats, you know, they'd be getting on with someone and then they'd find out that this guy liked Trump. They just couldn't, you know, and I think that's crazy. You need to get away from that. Yeah, you need if you see yourself doing that, I would say like use it as a really helpful exercise to see like where that's coming from and to kind of like fight that and say, well, everything prior to this little bit of information, I liked this person, right? I enjoyed this person. So don't let that all of that be for nothing. Do you know what I mean? And say that's totally right. And it's so weird because you're really getting on with someone. It's someone said to me, I mean, I'm not religious, so this might be offensive to you, but it's a bit, if you're religious, it's a bit like going to a party and you're really getting on with someone and they're great and it's really cool and you think, what's the catch? And you go, God, I'm loving this. And they go, yeah, uh, Jesus would love this as well. And you're like, oh no, they're like, really? <laughs> and, and you think, does that matter? Like, I really get on with them and it's great. So you're quite right. But it does, it's become the important thing. It's become the kind of top line to everything. I think that's really interesting. I hope, I mean, the one thing I like about Biden is he's so dull 
that I think he might bring people back to going, you know what, I just don't care. Like, because you can't, you couldn't not react to Trump viscerally. Mm -hmm. There was no middle ground on Trump. Whereas Biden, you're like, I just think people will forget about the news, I hope, for a bit and just get back to life. Oh, I hope so. And what seems to be happening is a lot of places here are starting to open up, like a lot of like the very left um, governors and mayors are like, OK, actually, we, you know, the best thing for our economy is to open up. The best thing for our kids is to open schools up. And it was like right after election. You're like, this sucks because this kind of shows that we really politicized um, a virus, which is really shitty. And we weren't actually just looking out for the people. We were just on teams. And then now that yeah. our the guy we want in office is there, now we can start looking at the science and making more educated decisions. So. I think both sides did that. And and they did politicize the virus. It was terrible. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about the ones that like locked down, right? Like that, like when I say lockdown, I mean like when you were talking about your um your character for Twitch and like arresting oh, joggers, like that oh, kind of right. level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, we've had people literally coming out with measuring tapes and people are sitting too close on a bench um, and finding people and stuff. It's insane. And knocking on people's doors because neighbors have told on other neighbors saying, we think they've got. I hate that. that. To me, is crazy. That's like Nazi Germany. I mean, that's insane. I wanted to ask, so given your um, upbringing, you were, you were raised in a war zone, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. does, do you have like, a, I feel like you have to, do you have a different perspective on where this, um, division is kind of like heading and when you have neighbors turning on neighbors like that and you have like the intelligentsia saying you know call if you see this how that's like a very slippery slope like do you have any advice it's a really slippery slope because particularly because i grew up in lebanon i'm not lebanese but for complicated reasons we grew up in lebanon and we're in the middle of a war and lebanon was a country that had it was kind of like because it's such a beautiful country in the middle east you know people think Lebanon's a desert, it's the Middle East, it's not. It looks like the south of France in California, pine forests, where, where I grew up, it was an hour to the ski slopes and out of the beach. The women are amazing, the food's incredible. I mean, it's an incredible place. And because of that, people from all over the Middle East who've been persecuted would end up in Lebanon. So over 300 years, you ended up with kind of about 10 groups of people who'd kind of hidden in mountains, and they all fucking hated everyone else. And in 1975, the whole place just exploded. So I'm really aware about literally like villages where people have been living next door to each other for a hundred years, suddenly all got up and killed their neighbors. You know I mean? Mm. That's, and it is terrifying. And I think the States is, is not that far. I mean, it is far away. From, you know, I mean, for me being British, I grew up in Lebanon, so I'm certainly not averse to guns, but there are so many, you're so more armed than we are. Like if we mm-hmm. wanted to do it here, we'd be doing it with sticks and it's kind of mm. like not as effective, but I, I do think there's a real militarization. And I think there's a real, I think America's going through such a change at the moment. And I think it is a demographic change of age, but also, you know, Hispanic, uh, you know, the fact that more and more Spanish is being spoken and that possibly more people will speak Spanish than English in 20 years' time. If I was a sort of white, whether I was a wasp or a white American, I think I probably would feel a bit freaked out by that feeling that, you know, my, my, especially if like the economy's bad for you and things are going badly add that to a bit of political correctness and you feel that people are being given jobs. I can see why people are getting so angry. And the problem is, I, th- I think the difference between England and America is we still have balanced news. We don't have opinion channels. We have laws with our news that you can't be biased. And I think what happens in America, but mind you, now most people get their news on the internet, is people just choose their side and they watch Fox or they watch CNN and mm-hmm. you get fed what you like. And so you don't, 
hear other people's perspectives. So mm-hmm. I think it's about, I think what you said is really true. It, it, it's the fact that if you took politics out of it, you'd get on with people. But now it's kind of like opposing teams at a Super Bowl. You know, you meet them in the, in the car park and they're wearing a red shirt, not a blue shirt. And you're like, well, I'm not going to talk to you. But why not? You're exactly the same, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I'm hopeful. I love America. I think you'll be cool. And actually, if you look at the long-term history of America, this is actually not new. You've been fighting. You've been bastards to each other for a very long <laughs> time. So mm-hmm. it's not new. So I just think, you know, just turn off the internet, which is not good because we're on it. But, you know, keep Twitch on in your podcast. But apart from that, get rid of it. Small doses, I think, is very important. Do you know who um, Gad Sad is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he uh, talks a little bit about his um, growing up in Lebanon during the Civil War as well and how that kind of shaped him. And that's why he's like so involved with nonsense. When he sees nonsense, he has to call it out because he's like, I, I know what happens when you get too deep into this bullshit. Genuinely. And it's one of the problems. Like, I can't, I'm quite an argumentative person and I'm the sort of person that will get involved. I love it. You know, even when mm-hmm. I watch a reality show, I'm waiting for the fight. You know, whereas my wife is Canadian, so she's like, just apologizing to everyone. <laughs> so we're kind of yin and yang. But I think I, I'm the person my wife kind of wants to be. And I'm definitely, my wife is what I'd like to be nice. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it, I don't stand around. And it's crazy. People go, just let it go. You know, and I know I'm a comedian, but I'm waffling on about stuff. And people are like, you're a comedian. Like, be funny. Don't do stuff like that. But it terrifies me. Like, I've grown up and seen a place rip, being ripped apart. So I'm probably over-exaggerating. I don't think I'm some kind of Nostradamus, but you, 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 I suppose what you really realize, I don't think what people realize is how quickly it can happen. I think you can sit in the States and think, for fuck's sake, we've been a democracy for 200, 300 years. You know, we're stable. But I mean, oh my, it got pretty close, I think. I mean, you know, you were nearly having a president that was about to declare martial law and, it, and it's very quick. And then suddenly, you're, it doesn't matter what side you're on, you know, they're not going to look after you. No, I know, Mark. That that was. I think we peaked already as far as the the closeness, at least maybe for a while. I think that oh, was probably. I hope. I think everyone realized. Fuck, we took that a bit close. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think so. So I'm so, hoping to bring people back together. But yeah. Yeah, I hope so as well because it was really scary. I mean, I it was affecting my day. I had to just, like just turn off social media because I already kind of. I'm more prone to getting anxiety. So I have to make sure that I do things um, to make sure that my mental health is where I need it to be, especially like being a mom and being a wife and like running a business. Like I need to be at like my peak. And these things where I was like the, you know, we're going to be in civil war. I'm like, I need to make a go bag. So I have like, you know, if we need to go into the mountains, we go into the mountains because you just don't know. Oh yeah. I have a go bag. Yeah. My dad was a cop. So, and we were raised in California where you'd be a prepper or something. Hmm. No, no, no. Not like not to that level. Like I don't have like years worth of food or anything like that or like a bunker. But um, we had like a lot of really bad earthquakes when I was younger, like nines. And he would have to leave because he was um, highway patrol and he would have to go, you know, make sure the people were okay. And we had go bags in case we had to like get out of the house if things were collapsing, if there was fires, because California is just like a whole um just I know. I've stood on the San Andreas Fault, and there's a. I saw a sign put on it saying, uh, "Buy now, future beachfront property," which I really loved. Yeah. When the slides off. 
they just have like all of the natural disasters over there. So it was just yeah. like, that was just part of being a kid. Cause my mom was home with three kids. So we just had to yeah, have yeah. one bag to be able to leave. So I think that was instilled. But then yeah. when I saw all this stuff happening, I was like, I can't believe we don't have a go bag. So <laughs> I put one together and it's in the garage. If anything. But isn't that funny? So I think in a sense, we have the same sort of things. I get really bad anxiety. And I think for me, it comes from a, you know, when you're growing up as a kid, you want stability and you want to feel everything safe. But you know, if you're sitting there thinking earthquakes are going to happen, especially if you've got a, a dad who's like overly aware of what can happen. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't want to know that really. I think our job as parents is actually to hide. You know, you don't want to completely hide it, but you, uh, I remember our, my kid got really bad anxiety and then he went to see someone and it was because my wife and I would talk about stuff in front of him without realizing he was listening. Mm-hmm. And then he takes it on board and it, it, and because he can't filter it properly and work it out. So I think you've got to be careful with kids. Uh, if they hear stuff, you need to explain it properly and stuff. Cause just saying, Jesus, we could have a big earthquake. That's terrifying for them. They can like really overthink it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't let them watch the news. No, no. The first seven years are vital of anything yeah. that they're exposed to. And I think that we don't give them enough credit as like as much as they're able to take in and oh understand. God, so much going on then. It's crazy. And my kids even tell me about stuff they remember from then. And you think, how did we talk about that? We just you just kind of it's like being in a cab and not thinking the driver's listening. It's kind of, they are <laughs> like mm-hmm. recording you. So yeah, it is. And you it never is. know which one's going to be the thing that sticks too. Yeah. I, know. I remember stuff from when I was a kid. So yeah, you've got to be careful for that. But mm-hmm. there you go. This was good. I, I, I didn't know what we were going to be talking about apart from scammers in Ghana, but we're really, we're really straddling some stuff. Yeah. No, no, it's great. The, I did want to talk. So you did that TEDx talk, right? That was you. Yeah, a fake Okay, because you look so different. I was like, is that him? Yeah. Um, I was dying, the Thinkfluencer. Yeah. And I think it's so, like, it just fits with the times right now. And you're like, do this, do that. And the crowd's just following you. And you're like, you're a sheep. And like, don't be a sheep, be a rat. I don't know what that means, but be a rat. Do something yeah, else. But that and- was funny because those TEDx things, they're a bit like religious events. And, and because there's about 20 in a row, and I came on quite late in the day. So people had been sort of, they were like <laughs> guinea pigs. You know, these guys had come on and done this inspirational thing and everyone went, way, and then they'd stop again. So they'd been up and down. So it was almost like I didn't really need to say anything. You just need <laughs> to do the cadences and they kind of knew. And just with big pictures of brains and things like that. <laughs> so much fun. It was great. No, it was great. I think it was yeah. awesome. No one knew it was happening. And yeah. at the end of it, they're like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It was very weird. I wanted to just leave and never say anything, but part of the <laughs> part of the deal of them letting me do it was that I then had to come on as me, which was I just thought totally ruined it. But you know, there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, honestly, thank you so much for um, giving me your time. Do you want to tell the listeners where they can follow you, any upcoming projects, um, and how they can support you? I can. Well, they can really support me by coming on Twitch because I've just started <laughs> Twitch. And you know what? I'm so bad. I can't remember my Twitch thing. Here we go. So I'm www.twitch.tv slash domjolly, D-O-M-J-O-L-Y, one L-Y. And that's kind of got everything because from there I'm talking about my books and I'm going to do some comedy sketches. If you've never seen Trigger Happy TV, watch Trigger Happy TV, but make sure you see the English version because it's got the most amazing soundtrack. Whereas the one that I sold to America had a kind of library soundtrack because it was too expensive and it kind of, it's not as good. Um, and yeah, come to Twitch. That's the way to do it. And will you, will you promise me you'll come on Twitch at the end of the year? Oh, for sure. Cause it'd be so cool to actually have the book. I'll send you a copy with you, you in it. Please. Talk about it. It would be amazing. So that'd be very cool. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, shoot me an email or DM or whatever. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be great. Awesome. Well, thank you again. That's it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You can also share this podcast with a friend. It helps my podcast grow and I really appreciate it. I hope to see you next week. 